we're here. Oh, we are. Thanks for the countdown, John. Five, four, three, two. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night. Man, John hasn't done that to us in a while. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for taking your time out of your Monday night and uh, breaking away from a football game or something that was going on tonight. I don't know. Uh, but we definitely appreciate you taking your chance to uh, spend some time with us. And whether you're interested in bar and club gigs or whether you just want to hang with us and figure out what not to do, um, either way. I thought you were going to say if you if you just want to hang out with us at a bar bar club, break, that's yeah. fine too. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we would be the most. You go for that too. I listen. I'm wearing my Atlantic City shirt. I'm 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 ready to go. You, again. you are. Uh, you're, you're getting ready to that. Uh, hey, we got some folks jumping in there. JC, great. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, Howie and Mikey. And Mikey's going to be having a, a a medical procedure tomorrow. So we're just uh, Mikey. Just want to. Th- uh, keep you in our thoughts and, and prayers for tomorrow and hopefully everything goes well there so uh, that's always kind of a little scary when a person's headed in for for those tests and things so hopefully everything goes well uh, tonight uh, we're going to talk a little bit about about what it takes to be successful in the bar or club scene and the way we're going to do this is I've got a bunch of misconceptions that may, statements that basically DJs over the years have used or said sometimes tongue in cheek, sometimes they believe this legitimately. So I'm going to throw these out there, and then we're going to kind of discuss these. And MJ is going to tell us how how each one of these is so right or so wrong. It'll be great. They're all right. I just I know it right now they're all right. So, like the very first one, it depends. Am I, I was just gonna say, are we allowed to that's leave a, our answer? Yeah, at it depends. That's a that's a Ben still. So, to give you an example, if I would throw out a topic like saying that you know most most club DJs think that playing Huey Lewis music on the hour at the bottom of every hour is the best way to drive a crowd into a total dance floor frenzy. And is it light it, up now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a whole new level of a of a of a cup. That's that's, that's sure. pretty impressive. That's almost. Oh, it started that I broke the handle off, and I'm like, oh no, and I'm like, well, wait, let me just do something. <laughs> let me put it on flash. Ice cube. Um, that'll be now. The, every time he says one or the other, that's our little part. Then it'll cell. be the, the thing. Go ahead. So, so, John, so you were asking somebody so, something that had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was my 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 first one, just to throw that out there. But let's let's actually start on our list. I've got uh, I had ten, and we Dan threw, or I should say, the guys threw out uh, one, and get MJ threw the uh, the the out. But we'll get to that one. So uh, one of the things that oh, an eleventh one. I thought you on had eleventh. Yeah, no, I have ten. Um, so, so one of the things that uh, DJs have had who want to be successful, they talk about they need to have a cool DJ name. Um, at at one time, that was something that, as a young DJ, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, just you know, going by my own name was kind of dorky, and I didn't want to do it. Um, I just finished talking uh, or doing a little segment with Bill Herman. He, uh, in the early days, went under the stage name of Tommy Cruz. Is that something in this world that we live in today? Do you need to have a stage name, or can a person, uh, you know, go with their their God given name? That depends. <laughs> Discuss what why what God given name something like uh, like twelve uh, syllables with twenty you know vowels and and a few uh, Roman characters thrown in there? No, that's not a good thing. Um, but you know. It can, it can be what you want it to be, but like I said, oh, my microphone's like way off. Is this better? There we go. I was going to say I had to bump. I, I, was, I was looking at yeah, the... Yeah, let me turn that down. Sorry. Am I, is it in my face? No, you're yet? good. No. Yep, yeah, you're good. It's right there. All right. So sorry about that. I was rushing around to a bunch of things um, there, and that should even sound better because I turned original sound on. Um, it all depends. Like I said, if you have a catchy name, uh, it's easy to pronounce and remember. Yeah. But if, like I said, if you have like Labramowitz or something like that, that's not a name that is going to look good on a flyer mm-hmm. <laughs> or be tough to be put on a flyer, you know. So is it a catchy thing or is it an easy to remember thing? What would you or how oh, would you? It's, it's got to have a hook of some some sort, something that's classy, something that's simple, something that's remember, memorable, something, you know, it can be, I know a lot of guys uh, I know guys who use completely other, you know, like like Bills, use a complete like a first and last name, but a completely other first and last name that has nothing to do with them. Dan, well, the one you used, you started out with the tell us what was the DC? Because if you've not heard this story, I think it's a good story. Dan, tell us. 
so I started out because of radio. I started out as Jay West, um, and it was really just something somebody came up with for for radio. J West or J A Y West? J A Y. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that that was what I went by, and and then when I went to do radio in Tennessee, I realized I might be close to where my friend got the name from because he took it from another person in radio who was like down in Virginia area. And so at that point, then I went by my initials and used that for the longest time. And then when somebody would question like, oh, like, what does what does DC stand for? Um, because I didn't want to give out my real name since it was radio. I used James Washington West, Washington, DC. Which I thought that was clever as all get out right there. Yeah. Um, somebody asked in the, ch- uh, uh, Mike, you saying in the chat about, uh, initials. I do not go by DJ MJ ever. You can call me MJ, but I am, if I'm announced, it's DJ Michael Joseph. It's in print. It's DJ Michael Joseph because people will pay DJ Michael Joseph a lot more than they would play, pay DJ MJ. Interesting. I, I think there, I think exactly what you mentioned though, there, there needs to be some sort of a catch, just like what we often sometimes see in the mobile side with company names, people like there's, there's 20,000 of this name, right? You know, because you got the, the people who really legitimately maybe were the first ones in their area. And then you've got a lot of copycats, you know, mixed in or, oh, I, you know, whatever, whatever might be the case. I think with, with your club and bar name, it needs to be the same thing. You know, I, I had a friend who, I don't know if this was an attempt to avoid getting sued by Hugh Hefner, but he would, he went by Playboy, but instead of using with a Y on the end, he put an I on the end just to, just to kind of be different and even use some of the same logo to kind of stand out. And, and so that was kind of one of those things. And I really feel like that kind of needs to be the same, but in the same respect, I, I think there's a, there's nothing wrong with using your real name, assuming that it is, friendly because <laughs> here's the thing that's the difference like dan talked about the company names you are your brand in the club and bar world it's not your lights it's not anything other than what you can do so that means all the other stuff that you attribute to your brand goes out the window it's you it's how you dress how you look the photographs you do videos you get taken uh posts uh, post with other people. So it's if your name has that kind of catchiness, that's what it's about. It's not about a whatever and all the stuff I can do. You're the brand. So they're not going to look at anything but you. So what you have to name yourself is your choice, but it has to be you have to be comfortable with it because it's pointing at only you and your skills. And let's start. Also, oh, go ahead, Dan. I would say I would also add, you know, if your real name is the same as somebody, you know, I, I think of like office space, like Michael Bolton, right? You, me- you know, those of you who remember the movie, um, you know, if, you're, if your real name is, is the same as somebody famous, it could also potentially create some problems just from like, you know, searching for you and, and, and like the publicity to it. Not that somebody's really going to think like the other person's going to show up, but it, it's just kind of creates that conflict. Um, you know, that was another reason why I didn't for the longest time didn't go by my real name because there was an NFL player that was Dan Carpenter was a kicker or something like that. And, you know, if you searched my name, you got him, you Mm. didn't get me. Yeah. But if they searched him, they got you sometimes too. Yeah. I wish I'm, I'm all for (laughs) jumping on those bandwagons, twitch it a little bit just so that it's, you know, enough different to where if it will come up in searches, I have a friend of mine who named his band with the letter A so that when you search for bands in the area, his band would show up at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. He chose a band name with the letter A. So, again, it's all marketing. It's your hook. It's your everything. Mine came from the era of, like, the Paul Van Dykes and the and the Armin Van Burens and, and the uh, Paul Oakenfolds and stuff like that to where I wanted a name. I didn't want some catchy, you know, DJ name because back then those were for, like, the hip-hop DJs, and I was an EDM DJ. And my my middle name is Joseph, and it just went with that. And then a girlfriend that I was dating in the 90s, she's like, yeah, you should do that. And then use the MJ as, like, part of a logo. And and then it just it went from there. Hmm. So it, it very much has taken on its own life, and it's very good for me. Um, it, it just works, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, also, it keeps me humble because every time I hear someone yell Michael Joseph, I think of my mom. Because if I did something wrong, yes. that's what you heard. <laughs> Michael Joseph! <laughs> he still has the cringe. 
So it keeps me humble, you know. <laughs> um, MJ, you kind of were going off a little bit. You mentioned that it's that you are the brand and such, and you mentioned how you dress. Let's talk a little bit about that because there's there's that thought process that that with the branding, or I should say, with the look, you have to make sure you're wearing. I mean, Jordan Marshall last year, uh, last time at DJ Expo that I was there t- to a couple of years ago, um, talked about that of having a a specific look that matched your brand and to be in his case very trendy with the latest fashions the latest attire what have you is that a big thing out there yes and no <laughs> it's it's again all about the hook okay i there's a guy that dj's in the city i don't want to say his name because i don't know how comfortable he is with this and he's known for being just kind of off the wall and i went to a club he was at one night and he had on, and I don't even know what those were. Do you, do you remember them in the 80s? They were like the knitted stuff, the knitted hoodies that you brought back from like Cancun. Um, they're all colorful. I can't think. You know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very familiar with. Yeah. Well, he had one of those on in a club that had a dress code. And he put uh, uh, makeup on his face to look like dirt and messed his hair up and did the whole night intentionally looking like he was homeless that was his goal so it all depends upon your hook if if you, that's i mean some girls dress you know a certain way when they dj um i think you have to have something that works for you whatever yours is and i've changed mine several times and i am about to change it again um i'm i'm excited about the next change i talked to you two guys mm-hmm. about stuff and i'm also going to switch a little bit of other things that i've been working on so i think you have to Rebranding is is a thing, even if your rebranding is just a touch different. Um, just a lot of different things that you do, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a suit and tie. It doesn't have to be the hoodie. It doesn't have to be the hat. It doesn't have to be this, but it can be something that people kind of you know think of you in that way, and that's your thing. Um, you also can have two personas for the wedding and the in the club side. I I know I have friends who do two different names: club side DJ name wedding side dj name and they go by a full name at the wedding and then the, the club name is the club name so yeah the the did i even answer that or did i just no you did you did and that's, nothing and that's that's really the you know as i go to shows and and i'm say we're going to nam and we're seeing the different performers up on stage the in these booths you'll have some who are are you know dressed to the just to the nines and then you'll have some that are wearing you know ratty old not not stylish ripped up jeans these are literally jeans that that have been worn through and mm-hmm. you know they're just they look like unshaven yeah they look like they're the homeless uh, type person and even some of the um, some of the folks that come to some of the conventions that uh, that are up on stage speaking some of the djs you know th- that idea of you know this I concept of a sunday best that you would wear when you're going out it just isn't there so i i'm i don't know if that that idea of I've got to have, you know, the the ja- a jacket that looks really cool and might be a little loud to fit my personality, whatever, whatever. Um, if that's a thing anymore, but Nick Spinelli, I think at uh, Marquee, I think it was was when he talked about this and and the idea that you know you you want to be trendy, but you also want to make sure that it's something that fits you. And and what I mean by that is just the uh, what he meant by that was the idea that it fit who you were. Like for example. You know, if if I were to if I were to take Jordan Marshall's look, or if I even were to have him like take me to a store and dress me in in the perfect attire, I don't think I could walk into a venue playing, and I'm not talking weddings, but walk in, walk into a club scene, you know, looking that way and feel comfortable, knowing knowing that it was picked perfectly. It's so far removed from where I'm at. Mm-hmm. That I don't think in my mind I would be uncomfortable. So it, it so while you do want to make sure that you're fitting you're fitting that that trend because if you look outdated, that's gonna work against against you more than I think um, being trendy will help. Ninety percent of the guys I see in the club DJ in a t-shirt, so usually some sort of DJ t-shirt with some sort of thing, you know, representing their their favorite brand of equipment or where they get their music from or something like that sure a lot of djs and this is something that i didn't realize uh it was in the about the early 2000s i was talking with bands and it's it's a thing with ba- like rock bands and stuff you don't you never wear your own shirt 
but in in our world, absolutely wear your own shirt. Mm-hmm. So I thought hmm. that was kind of an interesting look too on that. I guess that's something that I would have would have. Uh, yes, I, you understand that that you never wear your own stuff when you're in a band, but I, never, I guess I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either because I was like, they're like, hey, why are you wearing, a, wearing your own shirt? I'm like, what's wrong with you? He's like, you never wear. I'm like, well, you might not. I said, but when we're out tonight, take a look around. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's funny. It's about marketing. Mm-hmm. You're you're about marketing. That that signature look is just, in my opinion, for the, the the really good DJ. And it can be a haircut. It can be glasses. I've seen every single single thing in the world that gives you a signature look of memory is just as important as your logo. And I think that was one of the things when Redfoo spoke at Mobile Beat a couple of a few years back. That was the biggest takeaway, is how important that brand and that look was to what they did, to the point where if they were even going to go out and make a a coffee run on a Sunday morning, we get we get our our costume on, we get geared up and get our hair fixed, and we're gonna and uh, and it, the uh, his partner it was like we're just going for coffee, and he goes yeah, but people know us by this they expect when they see us they expect this years and years and years and years ago when i was in another life i would i would dress up a lot a lot and somebody saw me one day when i wasn't i was helping somebody move something and the guy stopped and he literally goes i've never seen you look like this what's what's going on i said i'm helping a friend move Wow, man, I can't believe... I'm like, he went off. And I, it wasn't even about... We just knew each other because we grew up in the same area. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with performance. Nothing. And uh, little things like that can, you know... He's used to seeing me dressed up, so... Yeah. Okay, the next You'd one. Be surprised what people pay attention to that you don't think they pay attention <laughs> to, that even when they don't pay attention... It matters. There we go. I had to turn my heater up oh. a notch. Um, I was thinking I got to turn mine down. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 cooling off the uh, the 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 in floor heat uh, shuts off at about six o'clock when the furnace kicks in to warm it ah. up. And, and now everything's getting cooler. Uh, the next one: the importance of a big social media following. There have been times where I've heard you talk about it, MJ, where venues would want to hire a DJ based on a level of social media following. Is social media following important these days? I don't care what you do. Social media following is important. I don't care if you're a plumber. you got a good social media following. You've got business. It, it doesn't matter. It, it has to. You, you have to. Period. On whatever platform works for you, because some people explode on Instagram and can't do a darn thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Other people are Facebook and can't do a thing on Instagram. Somebody's only TikTok can't can't seem to make anything work outside of TikTok. Um, but absolutely, you, you can. I I can't understand even being a person nowadays without 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 all this. I I just don't understand how how you don't communicate. I have friends that don't even have cell phones, and I'm like, do you understand why I never see you? <laughs> But do you think out of, do you, out of sight, out of mind? MJ, do you think it is imperative to have a huge following or to be active with a with an average following? We'll say. Huge I think following. the active. Pro- oh, okay. Yeah, because if you have a huge following, you're going to get booked. Period. Okay. Hmm. It isn't how you interact. It's how many people are like. If a club sees that I have ten thousand people following me, and not just 10,000 likes or, or 10,000 people, but 10,000 people, I'll put a picture, bunches of bunches, bunches of people uh, click like and do different things. They want me. They. It doesn't even matter if I'm a good DJ. Hmm. They want me. And I've seen that happen two weeks ago at a place because this person is a very good BS marketer, hired somebody or, or swindled them into coming with him and with a camera filming stuff and very like there's other people in our industry john we've talked about that do that that hire camera people to follow them mm-hmm. and they look bigger than they are because it's like oh there he's being filmed look at him yeah and and that becomes a selling point when, when you know when you walk up to them and go dude i saw your video it's nice but uh you still living in your mom's basement uh you know <laughs> <laughs> like what's up with that Toronto basement. hey my mom is a good videographer leave her alone Come on, mom. Let's go over here and get a picture. I have DJ friends that moms do that, and they're they're like forty in forties and fifties, and their moms still do that. And I'm like, wow. yeah. 
Okay, let's move to the next All one right. to make sure we get through. Um, I'm rambling. Is is it important for club DJs to be that hype person on the microphone? No, depending on what kind of gigs you want. Some uh, gigs they want that. So if you want to get hired at those gigs, you better be good at those. Other ones. It's about your mixing. So it all depends on what you want to do. That's kind of a decision thing. Like, I can do it when I need to. I'm not that stupid idiot that, that, that goes all night. But when I need to get loud and just yell, I have fun with it. You know, I'll be like, hey, so-and-so, what's going on? Like, you guys are freaking awesome. And just yelling things mm -hmm. in the microphone, you know, little sound bites. But, it, you know, they just like if... Places sometimes like that you interact. Other places, uh, they don't want you on the mic. So, so Dan, was, you've been very quiet, Dan. What's your opinion on this? I agree. <laughs> I, I mean that that was something. I mean you've talked about that before. Yeah. About the about the some places just do not do not want you on a microphone. You know, maybe maybe at the very end to say last call, like you know, but it be and, and maybe not even that, but. Yeah, and then there's going to be places that are expecting that interaction to take it wherever. Some are even in between. They just want you to interact with the crowd. You know, like, you know, like, you know, I see you guys dancing over there. Come on out on the floor. You know, that sort of thing. Doesn't even have to be that crazy yell, uh, not so thing. Um, it just kind of it kind of depends, and that also has to work with your personality. If you can pull it off and and be that, great. I know, guys. I saw a guy at a at a club about I don't know, gosh, three four months ago. Where that's what he was hired for. He came into the club, did an, less than an hour of that, and left and got paid a few thousand dollars. Hmm. Just working the crowd. played stuff, set up. He plays the stuff, goes out, works the audience, sing-alongs, turns the volume down, volume up. 40 minutes later, he walks out with money in his pocket. Good gig. Yeah. Okay, let's continue the next one. Um music we're going to talk a little mu about music right here music has nothing to do with dj no, no not a bit <laughs> for someone who's wanting to get into the club can they just focus on their favorite genre of music or do they have to become more of a a diverse music music knowledge for lack of a better way to describe it again it all depends on what you want to do i spun nothing but edm till 2005 that's all i ever wanted to spin but i couldn't make a full-time living at that i couldn't even make a very good living at all with that so I had to switch to open format and that's when things took off because people already knew I was a good DJ but now I'm playing stuff that the masses want to hear um, if you want to do a certain genre you absolutely can um, you might be limited or your doors might open wide up because you are a specialist um, there's a guy in the city that is an incredible turntablist he does uh, theme nights he has a place here in the city. Every single Saturday night's a different theme, like Kanye versus um, uh, uh, Jay-Z or something like that. It, every single weekend's a different thing that he focuses on, but that's his niche. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it, it, if, you, if you can, that'll make you a happier DJ because that's when I started hating DJing when I, when I had to spin Top 40. Hmm. Like Literally, it's miserable to me now because of the stuff I have to play. I think it also depends obviously it depends on what that genre is so for example all right if your favorite was top 40 then you know being that it is more mainstream but let's yeah let's let's clarify that because top 40 is i consider that open format because you are playing everything so a, a specific music would be just hip-hop to where you wouldn't dare play taylor swift or anything you know, that's a genre. Or EDM, where you don't go below 120 beats per minute, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, but if, yeah. if, if that open format thing's your thing, oh my gosh, you the man or yeah. woman or person. Mm -hmm. Sorry. There you go. You but also, also, I wonder, do you, think, do you think there's also certain areas where there would be, where that would potentially open some more doors? So for, now I don't mean the, top, the open format aspect, but just the... Um, especially so for example you know pittsburgh is a decent sized area and, and city especially but you know if you were if you were in a you know new york city suburb type of thing where a, a niche like that with with edm could be a little bit stronger foothold i, I think that could also help absolutely. to be able to make that full time in that niche absolutely if your city has a diversity you can venture out you know you could venture out and just play 80s music 
if the, if your city had enough places to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it all depends. Uh, I know a guy that had a, there was a club that a, wanted an '80s room, and he spun there for years, just '80s, even though he was an open format EDM DJ. You know, it's just you you have to, you have to find. Like I said, here's here's a good example, and I hope I'm sorry I'm talking so long. You're fine, but um, Jonathan, what's his name? The DJ two, I can never remember his last Jonathan name. Jonathan Lewis. Lewis talked about in one of his videos. He had two videos about are you too old to be a DJ? And the first one he did years ago saying, no, you can DJ to any age you ever want. Don't ever think about being too old. And then the second one, he goes, I think I figured out a formula to tell you if you're too old. He goes, it's not about old. It's about if you don't like the current music, you can take a choice to press play and stand there and not enjoy yourself. Or you can say, you know, this isn't for me. I've I've outgrown this and I'm going to focus on the genres that I do well. And you can do that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, that you're quitting, but you're realizing that. And that's almost where I'm getting to, where I do probably about once a month do one of those college bars that are, you know, 70 some percent hip hop. Like I will spend all night between like 65 and 80 BPM, you know, and uh, I, I, I don't find it thrilling. So mm-hmm. if you're in a city that does, absolutely. If you find your niche. On anything, you can find a niche karaokeing in your area if your area has people that want to come out. Okay, it next. Not even making any sense tonight. Oh yeah, no, you're you doing are. great. You you're doing you great. Are. You're doing great. Uh, the next one requests that ah! DJs in a club that taking requests is never a good idea. No requests. Oh, I will agree 100. percent It's never a good idea. You may have to. It might be part of your job, but it's never a good idea because nobody ever asks for anything that is in that sh- same lane that you're going in. Never. Well, I would now, say never. It's really small. In, in the lane that you're going in, now is that defined by what you see and where you want to take the crowd in the room? Or is that lane defined as what the venue wants for a atmosphere that they want to create? Or uh, well, how, how do you define that lane? Um, it can be just what you want to play. So if I'm in a if I'm in a section where I'm dropping uh dancey stuff, one ten to one twenty, um, and somebody comes up and asks for a hip hop, that ain't it's not now. And then they're and I know they're gonna get mad if I don't play it on the next song. And a lot of DJs play games with people and say, yeah, it's up next. I had a friend do that a couple weekends ago. Somebody kept bugging him for this song, bugging him for this song. He goes, yeah, I got it up next. And he dropped Dancing Queen and looked at them. You know, <laughs> they didn't come back up after that. Um, and that was like a hip hop place. So he, he got out of it. He did it intentionally to just kind of like slap someone in the face. But um, it's it's tough because people rarely like uh, two weekends ago when I was out uh, at one of the casinos, and the crowd that night was very '90s. It was driving me freaking crazy. It was like every '90s thing I could drop, they loved. And I'm like, I'm going bananas here. Just let me play something new. <laughs> and. And I tried something new. It wasn't even all that new. What was it? It was a pop new. It was a song that was on the pop charts, but like 2010, and they just disappeared off the floor. And I'm like, oh, boy. Right back to the 90s. So someone could come up and ask for something new. I had somebody come up the same night, wanted to hear a Latin song, a very, very popular Latin song right now, Pepe, uh, or however you want to say it, PP or whatever. Um, played it. Only those two girls danced everybody else because they didn't know it. They were 90s. They're like... They're like, you know, I play something. You know, I'm I'm old. I'm like 40. I don't know any of this stuff. I'm thinking, oh my god. <laughs> I think I think one of the things that also um, makes an impact with with the request thing. You know, th- you you mentioned you know people rarely come up and request something. You know, when in the same lane you're going, because from the standpoint of, you know, if if he's playing songs that I like, if he's playing songs that yeah. are are near the song that I might think of, I'm probably going to wait unless you're going, unless you're in it for a long time or unless you've been there for a while and and he he keeps going around it, but he keeps missing my song. I'm going to go up and request this because he's in that vein. He's just not there. You know, a lot of times they get they ask for it because you're not anywhere near what they want. And so they, they want to get you there. Uh, And and so that's oftentimes I think the, the big reason for, requests in general. I also found that when I was doing, when I was doing the bar scene, how requests were asked and I I used asked is so much different than, than the mobile side. When, when they came up to me at a bar 
half the time they were drunk and it was like, you got to do this now. Like this is the greatest, they're good. Everybody's going to dance and, and the greatest thing ever, and, you know, in that kind of sense. And, and at weddings it, and, and mobile events in general, the school dance is different, but the, the desire to have it next is not quite the same. They're willing to wait. Whereas the, the bar scene was not, it was like, no, like if you're not giving this to me in the next 10 minutes, I'm pissed. One of the casinos where I was at, and I want to, uh, John, I would like to hit a couple of the questions in the chat, some things that people said there. Sure. But uh, where I was at the one club, they have a, because they have a, a live bands there occasionally, and the sound guy was on the opposite end in his sound booth. I'm DJing on this side. They're over going to him, going, next song, next song. I'm thinking, are you that drunk? I'm right here. I keep getting on the mic. You have come over and talked to me, you know? Um, but I want to clarify some stuff in there. Yeah, go ahead. Um, we'll go ahead, and then we'll I'll switch. To, we're going to switch directions just a little bit, and and yeah, because I want jazzy. to talk, somebody talking about the bar culture and stuff. Keep in mind that you have to define where you're at because geography, uh, uh, real estate defines where you're at. So if you walk in a place and the majority of that place is set up for drinking, it is a bar bar. That means it's a bar trying to be nothing other than a bar. So that means if you're DJing there, which I think is the stupidest thing for places like that to hire a DJ. You are a human jukebox. Don't expect anything else. If it's a place where they clear out all the all the chairs, like all the chairs, and leave no place to sit except for at the bar, you have a dancey bar, and you can take things a little further there. Um, you can create a vibe that night. If you're in a club, you are. I'm guaranteeing you the majority of what you're playing is by staff or or ownership or management. So if somebody, if the whole crowd wanted to hear something, and the management's like, no, you don't play it so there it all depends on where you're at so somebody there saying you should take requests and help builds playlists for future events majority of the people that come up to me in bars ask me for stuff i don't even know how to describe it they're from another planet i'm playing all night long this same short of lane and they asked for one night i was playing uh, uh, a New Year's Eve party example. New Year's Eve party at a bar. A girl comes up and says, "Why don't you play Beast of Burden? Everybody will just love that. They'll go crazy." <laughs> and I'm thinking, I just got out, out of a uh, you know, pit bull, and I'm going to go into Beast of Burden. Not in a million years. And that's the majority of the type of requests I get that are just like, no, that's cringy. I think sometimes what what often the, the mentality behind that is, and, and this is where I would see this from time to time people would come up and they would ask something that either was, if it wasn't out left field, it was something that was so cutting edge that yes. it would have been too new, too, yeah. too new yeah. to, to, you know, maybe to drop in a little flavor of it, but not, not to play the full song. And oftentimes to be honest with you, it was stuff that two weeks later was dead anyway. Like it caught on maybe the next week I could have done it once and, and dropped out, but that was it. Like it just wasn't the same same feeling. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, let's continue on our list here. Um, the belief that the louder it is, the better the crowd will like it. I have this whole theory, and I've been talking to the one casino about it, and they've tried a few things, and they're amazed at what I'm seeing. And I, I, I noticed another thing that happened the other night, too. That one place where I DJ at is designed for bands. So it's an array system mm -hmm. pointing kind of out. The dance area is kind of close to the stage, so there's not a lot of sound there. And I said, can you take those wedges and flip them over for right there? And he's like, well, what do you want that for? I said, because people will come up. It has to be darker than a band, and it has to be a louder. They should not be able to hear their feet shuffle. And they should not. They should be feeling comfortable in the dark, because that's what alcohol. That's why people dance when they do alcohol. It takes away their inhibitions. So you're hiding stuff by the sound and that. So I'm not talking about crazy loud, but it can't be quiet. Mm -hmm. You turn that up until the point where people feel it. They don't know what you just did, even if you just turn the bass up. It changes their reaction internally that they don't even know. But now I can sway that crowd in any direction I want to. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The thing that I saw the other night that blew my mind is that they were dancing here, and they had a giant thing in front of the stage, a, a screen for projection. Um, he forgot to pull the screen up. He pulled the screen up. As the screen went up, that opened up the entire stage behind them, and they all just started going like this away from the stage because it 
wasn't as intimate as an atmosphere sure. as it was before. And it's all psychological. All those little things are psychological. And you got to play that game. So sound, yes. Crazy, stupid, loud, not necessary. Just feel it. That's why subs are more important than highs. Hmm. I'm sorry if I'm just babbling here or nope. getting too opinionated. Nope. You're, you're good. good. You're good. You're right. good. Stop, stop <laughs> apologizing. Okay. Uh, continuing on because we've we got a few more and we're going to run out of time here. Um, right, Mega Seg. <laughs> yeah, it makes you get the light on there. So, yeah, that way you, nothing like you getting me flashing. Um, other DJs in the room. The other DJs are just there to try to steal your ideas and take your job. <laughs> I knew this one would get to a good spot. No, because I'm flat out known for some people. Okay, back in the day, there was a thing called train spotting. And what it was was you come up with the DJ, looked over his shoulder to see the record. And then when it became to computers, it was easy to look over the DJ's shoulder and see what song he's playing. Um, to the point where there are some programs now that let you black out the name so people can't see what you're playing. I'm the guy that will not even hesitate. I mean, if I don't know you, I'll ask. But if I know you... I'm taking my phone over your shoulder, taking a picture of the screen, and literally Saturday night, I must have taken about 10 pictures of stuff that two, two different DJs or three different DJs were playing and so that I could go look it up. So uh, on that sense, absolutely. I don't attempt to hide it. I have a couple of them like, yeah, just look, give me your email. I'll send it to you. I'm like, no, I'll find it. You know, so it's, it's some guys are ridiculously crazy guarded. Mm -hmm. But I'm the guy that's going to go, yeah, I just got that picture back there. But the train spotting has then become to train surfing to where you pull out your Shazam and Shazam the song. Or Shazam has an automatic mode now where you turn it on when you walk in a place, get home, and it has logged every single song the person has played. So it's not – you just do it. I don't care. Do DJs get as upset about it today as they did 20 years no. ago? Some do. Everybody knows that majority. you can find anything anywhere. Um, the majority of the DJs are all taken from the same pools anyways. So if you're pulling from BPM and you're pulling from Club Killers and you're pulling from DJ City, everybody's pulling from there. So you're not going to find some that nobody else has. You might have a limited amount of people if you dig a little bit, but big whoop if they do. I think it was also different before because when, when music was harder to come by, when, when you actually had to buy the individual tracks you know, there wasn't the pools quite the same way. I, I think it became, it was a different animal. And it was also, you know, I, I think most are a little bit more comfortable with it for exactly what MJ said. It's like, like you can hide it all you want, but I can pull my phone out and I can Shazam it or I can um, sound hound it or, or whatever else is out there and probably get it just as easily. And oftentimes the remix that you're playing. Yeah. I can, so, yeah. so there's no, there's no specialty to that anymore. There might be, you know, there might be, they might be listening to say, oh, how did I put a couple songs together? But again, this is what we've often said is, you know, they're not you. So stop worrying about that at all, because while they might put the two songs together, even if they do it the same way, it's not the same. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't even know if you can see that oh, Saturday yeah. night. Just phone over the shoulder. <laughs> Picture after picture. <laughs> that uh, way you don't have to worry about if it's the wrong remix. I just took a picture of it. Mm -hmm. Little zoom, sand back a little bit off to the side. Bam, you got it. Yeah, you, can see, you can look it up later. But I, don't, I don't hold up. I make it a joke. So everybody thinks it's funny. You know, I've had D DJs now that like will see me there. I'm like, oh, I like this version. And they will just tilt back like this. <laughs> they come over and take a picture. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Those are the guys uh, I like to go hang out with. I'll, I'll buy them a drink or something. Yeah. Help, help carry afterwards at 2 a.m. I help carry their equipment out. Uh, next one. Uh, attitude towards the the guests that are in the room. Uh, some some feel that basically they can treat the guests however they want to. If they want to be rude to the guests, that's that doesn't matter when it comes to their their ability to to be successful in a, a club type situation. They don't have to be friendly. They don't have to be friends with everybody in the room. They can basically be that rude guy behind there. And it really doesn't matter. As opposed to wedding DJs, where we've talked about this, where for that five hours, we've got to be five, our best friend, five, our best friend. Yep. 
Um, I've seen both work. I tend to be in the middle. I tend to be very friendly, laughy, until they really get annoying, and then I'll be like, listen, I'm just not going to play it. You know, I'll be honest with them. But I know guys that will literally say it's in their rider to have a bouncer next to them so no one talks to them. Um, it works both ways. I mean, I, I guarantee more times out of not, I'll listen and go, okay, I'll, I'll try. Mm-hmm. And I never heard what they said, nor do I care to ever hear what they say. I'm just going to play my, I'm going to be in that groove, and if they're dancing, everybody's dancing, that's all that matters to me. If they're buying drinks, that's all that matters to the owner. See, and I was thinking about this one, uh, reflecting back to when I used to play in the bar, is, is there was treating people as they came up, and whether it's just they came up to sh- you know shoot the breeze a little bit, whatever, there was a, I don't want to call it a flirty, but there was a, a kind of a chummy uh, way that you would you would approach them or they would come up and you know, how you would respond to them. Are you talking bar bars? Yeah, that was my situation with the bar. And yeah, I would, because that's were, different because you really do... There's no separation between you and the crowd at a bar bar. Yeah. It's very personal. You can be a jerk, but I'm going to guess you probably won't hold that job too long. Even if you're not captain friendly, it's very much more personal at a bar bar. Like, you get to know people's names and stuff there. Really quickly, yeah. 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 I, I, ain't, I ain't learned no names, but places like that, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's... It's, again... It's I don't with what we do. There's no precise answer mm-hmm. because you can have a bar bar that does things one way and go down the street, and the next bar bar does things a little different. You know, they may have no dancing until there's a line dance comes on, and then everybody gets up and line dances. And when the line dance is over, then it's back to sitting down and drinking. So, how do you think the DJ's interaction with the crowd reflects how the the um, bartender and waitstaff? how they interact with the crowd. Is there a similarity to that from your experience, or can they be two completely different things? They're so different because each you have each person that uh, uh, serves differently. There are places that I DJ, especially the casinos, where uh, the waitresses don't get their tips. All the waitresses, all the serving staff, puts all their tips into one thing, and then it all gets divided amongst everybody. So how good you are as a server does not mean you're going to get more tips from somebody else. So you get to that point, and some states require it to be done that way, to where it's it's there is no single person tips. Um, so when so places like that, there's no incentive for them to work harder. So a lot of times they don't. Hmm. Interesting. I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of on the same field where somebody tips me doesn't mean anything because I'm getting a paycheck no matter what. So just because <laughs> you throw five dollars at me does not mean I'm going to play your song. I'm getting paid whether I play your song or not. You know. But fifty dollars might make a difference. Uh, okay, the next one. Um, I can make a difference if it's something that's on the edge. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. I would even do that for two bucks. I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> uh, the next one. Um, women in the club in a club DJ role can make more money as a club DJ than men can. And I'm 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 assuming that skill and ability are equivalent. Do, do you, okay, I need to know if it's okay if I'm honest here. I, this we, we Our goal is to be honest here. And I'm not trying to be sexist or put anybody down, but if you're a pretty girl, there's so much more opportunity for you. Period. I'm not saying that you're going to get treated the same as me. There's a chance that you're going to be hit on. There's a chance that you're going to be given jobs because somebody expects something back. There's jerks, pieces of crap in this business. But if you're a pretty girl, you do not have to have as many... That's why I make I make this joke with some of the younger DJs, both men and women. I said, you talk about my age, you laugh about my age, but I'm, I'm more than double your age. I want to see what you're doing when you're my age. I'm like, look at your parents. I'm your parents' age. What are you going to be doing when you're your parents' age? Are you still going to be able to pull this off? And they just... I'm like, that's <laughs> right. So it with the girl, I heard a girl DJ say this a couple years ago. She goes, I know, I'm hustling now. She goes, because I know I have a shorter shelf life than men. I've heard that and too and like, from a couple of different like, people. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and that one kind of, at first when they said that, it's like, but wait, you're, you're I think the one, one guy I was talking to, she's like 23 or 24. And she's like, yeah, I've got like this window of about four more years. And that's about, it's like, what? At, you know, under 30? And then it's like, oh, yeah. And at first I was thinking, well, because you'd probably, you know, if she wanted to start a family or something like that. And she goes, no, it's just that 
as a 30-year-old DJ, I'm probably not going to be hireable at, like I am now. That's what it blows my mind. I say that uh, my, my, my thanks goes to God for the doors he opens for me because I should not be doing any of the stuff that I'm doing. Why I'm doing it, I don't know. But you're How still I'm doing, Whatever, you know what I mean. Yep. Okay, the last one. Uh, our timing's looking no good. No way! Yeah, we're doing well. Um, the last we're one is one at... two-hour show tonight. <laughs> two-hour. No, no. I'm going to keep asking questions. Howie's got, a, Howie's got a really good show they're going to be talking about uh, okay. the next one. So we'll, you can jump in there and Howie can keep asking you questions. <laughs> Howie got to turn camera off. Someone mute him. Someone mute him. No, um, the, this is one that uh, the guys kind of threw out here before we started. Uh, the, the whole concept of that I'm a better DJ in the club when I've had a few drinks under my belt. That's <laughs> coming. I've, I'm not saying that that's not a possible thing. I'm saying I've never seen it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. I, it absolutely could happen. But I have yet to see that work out for someone. The, the one thing I, I will say that not not when you're drunk, because like, come on, be, be serious about this. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm talking tipsy or beyond. Yeah, I'm not talking. Yeah. Drinking while you're, I'm talking inebriated of some level. Well, but but what I'm getting at, like, so, for example, we talked about taking away some of the inhibitions and stuff like that. And, and I know and I'm not saying I, I DJ drunk or, or even drink when I DJ, but um, unless I'm just like best around in my house. One of the things that I've noticed is that when I've had like one or two, like I don't quite analyze or be as regimented with the way that I, the way that I'm grabbing tracks or in the way that I'm thinking about, it. like sometimes I analyze a little too much and overthink everything of what I'm doing with the tracks. And so I can see where a drink or two takes some of those inhibitions down and I can see where some people have that philosophy. The problem, as MJ has, has pointed out, is that rarely, if ever, does it stop there and it quickly becomes, well, if two was great, five's got to be awesome. <laughs> and, and it, you know, it suddenly takes it that whole other side. And, and I've got friends of mine that, that, you know, when they DJ, their bar tab is almost as big as their, as their, you know, paycheck for the night. Yeah. Um, um I hundred percent, I can't agree with you more, Dan, on that. Um, my motto for my business is just have fun. And that was something that years ago I realized that, you know, I can kick myself for not doing a good mix or having a bad night, but that's not going to help me be a better DJ kicking my butt. I just need to relax and I don't drink. So I have to mentally get myself to go, let's, you know, just have some fun. And that does help you. Because you then start to get into that same moment as the crowd. And if you can stay there with them, you're going to kill it. Hashtag kill it. So I agree that that is why people do it. But if you can get there mentally, like I said, I, some nights I don't. Some nights I drift in and out. Mm -hmm. But that's something, if you can pull that off, and if it does take a drink, that is going to help you. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Or, or you could just sniff markers and... Yeah, nothing like a Sharpie to get your day going. <laughs> I love Dan's look. <laughs> uh, That's the other thing. Uh, people buy me drinks a lot. I'm like, I don't drink. And they're like, what? What kind of DJ doesn't drink? I'm like, man, just, yeah, just, just sit down. Uh, leave it alone. Leave it alone. No. Well, excellent. I know, it's it's different. Like I said, I know we have to cut it, but... Um, I hope we answered your questions with this tonight. If we didn't, let us know. We'll do another show with the questions you want to be asked. Because um, this, it, it's again, it's one, like I said earlier, it's one of those things that's not black or white this way or that way. So yeah. And we, and we've I talked... need to emphasize that you know that, that it's not my answers and Dan answers and John answers are not the answers or the wrong answers. They're somewhere Opinions. In Of course yeah. they are. They're always the right answers. Yeah. Right answers for me. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, there is that. Like, so. You don't have to tell me. I, you don't have to say you were right. You can just say I was wrong. I mean, that's just as good enough. It's know. pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. So up next, um, Howie, Howie and the crew are going to be talking tonight about the music that we have, specifically the tech side of our music. Talking about MP3s, talking about bitrate, talking about streaming, what, it, where you can get the better quality songs 
and the better sounding songs, uh, versions and such. They're going to dig into that tonight and really go go uh, into that. And you can go and watch that show. I'm going to actually put that into the uh, chat right now, djntv.com slash chill. They'll be uh, starting the show at about the top of the hour here, so 10 o'clock Eastern. Um, go in there. It's a Zoom room. Just shut your camera off and shut your microphone off. Watch during the recording, and when they're done, then you can turn everything on and just hang out in the hallway and have some fun and uh, talk shop for the evening. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, we're going to have, um, they'll be doing another recording at 10 o'clock Eastern with Brian and Jay tomorrow evening uh, on the Tuesday night music show. And we're going to have a couple of shows that are going to hit on the 8 o'clock hour and the 9 o'clock hour. Some of the shows that have been recorded in the past are going to hit this week because um, this is kind of a kind of a, a wind down week as we have uh, a turkey thing going on Thursday. Turkey? Really? Turkey? Seriously? Like people do that? Yeah, they, they are. Oh. It's going to be great. Okay. People from all over will enjoy turkey. It'd be fabulous. I, I was I was deprived as a kid. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Well, spam is good too, Dan. Spam is good too. Listen, spam would have been a, a treat compared to what we had. Anyway. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I'll and, share. I'll share later. And then we'll be back next week with uh, with with the full our full lineup of shows, I believe. Because you're out. You're, you were off right Wednesday night, MJ. I'm taking it off. Yeah, I just, I, 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 for those of you know, if if I get grumpy online, I'm sorry. I do not like the holidays. They are so stressful. So I'm pretty much holding my breath until January right now. So wait till it's all over. So we'll be back next week then, and having more fun. So yeah, I think that's it. Dan, take us home, and uh, you guys go out and join Howie in just a few minutes. There we go. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your night to join us and talk about bars and clubs and and all those fun things that do with it. Of course, like you said, check out Howie and, and don't miss the djntv.com forward slash chill. We will be back here next Monday. Have yourself a good one. Bye.